Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. This is part two of the two-part episode for the installment, Love at the Court. Enjoy. A quick recap from part one. There was a food court by an office I used to work at. One trip during lunch, I saw a girl who looked like British pop star Dua Lipa. She was working at a juice bar. I would have never gone there had she not been working there. But I thought, why not try it? My diet could have used some kale anyway. The thing about this story is that it takes place only as far back as 18 months ago, most recently a year ago. So those close to me, you know I haven't dated anyone who looks like Dua Lipa. And if you follow me on social media, then you're also on the same page because my feed would just be portrait mode photos of her. Or photos of her after we'd finish a hike and maybe I'd get so blinded by love, I'd caption the photo, beautiful. And I'm not talking about the hike. Also, considering that my favorite love story of all time is La La Land, one where they ultimately don't end up together, for the greater good, but still they don't end up together, it should be no surprise where this story is going. I think similar to how Dua Lipa would act if I approached her and asked what her favorite thing on the menu was, she seemed remarkably uninterested, answering, Green Man. I looked at the menu and saw that the green man was somehow 16 ounces of green bell pepper, jalapeno, kale, cucumber, celery, and lemon. For a second, I wondered if it was too late to turn around and go with a quarter bird instead. I did some quick math in my head and concluded that the green man would keep me full for maybe 15 minutes. But I wasn't at this juice bar for the juice. I was really there in hopes that this cute employee would maybe have to scratch her ear and in doing so reveal a tattoo on her wrist and and a tattoo that would resonate with me, and maybe a Greek flag, and then I'd say, oh, my, my middle name's Aristotle, and then we'd start dating. That was the absolute best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I'd have a healthy lunch. Now up close, she looked more like Dua Lipa, brown eyes, fair skin, maybe 5'8", her hair was up in a bun. A little less obvious, but just as interesting, she held mannerisms of Aubrey Plaza. And I'd say from Parks and Rec, but I have a feeling that Aubrey is the exact same in real life. Beautiful and cynical. A dangerous combination for someone like myself. Someone who falls easy and hates disappointing people. It wasn't a goth angst that she wore, but her movements and interactions with other customers, they came with a level of annoyance. And I don't really actually think I could blame her. The mom before me took five minutes to order, asking questions like, What's a date? Is there THC in the hemp seeds? I would have been fed up too. I'll go with the green man, I said. She responded with a yawn and then a nod. Her acrylic nails made each tap on the electronic register that much louder. After selecting no receipt, I said thank you. That was the end of our first interaction. The juice wasn't that bad. The health benefits were a plus, and I imagine if people saw me drinking that green liquid, they'd probably think that I bike to work, which is also a plus, but both of which not big enough to get me to go back and order it again. Thankfully, the juice bar also served acai bowls. In hindsight, it's apparent that too often I bank on someone's tattoos as a conversation starter. If you don't mind me asking, what's that symbol behind your ear? Did you get that piece done in Portland? Just a how we do today it seemed too life is good t-shirt and cargo shortish to make a memorable impression on someone who, from what I guessed, 
it would have rather been anywhere else in the world. During what may have been my ninth time at this place during the month of November, I went to order the same acai bowl as I had done the previous nine times, but this time, I'm changing the verbiage. I'll go with the usual. She opened her mouth slightly and squinted, and then took her hands from her waist and opened them up at her sides as if saying, throw me a bone, I got nothing. Now pink in the face, I ordered, the bowl of the gods, please. Yeah, I wouldn't have... She paused and took a breath and then mid-exhale. Gotten that. The iron was never hot to start, but now it was most certainly cold. Quirkiness didn't seem to do it for her, which may be my greatest asset. The curtain on the winter was also being drawn soon, meaning these half-mile walks to the food court would surely be done in the rain in 45-degree weather. Even with the actual Dua Lipa behind the register, I probably wouldn't make it out in those conditions. About six months later, I was in Tsar for some reason. I'd hope sarcastically, but chances are I was there in all seriousness, probably wondering if I could pull off one of those collared shirts that doesn't have a collar. That or considering taking a chance with their blazers that usually only flatter Europeans. It was when I was sifting through $85 bomber jackets and knowing very well I wasn't going to buy one when I heard some laughter. I looked up, and my eyes first met the glare of a hoop earring the size of a gala apple. Then she turned around. It was her, the girl from the juice bar. It was kind of like seeing your teacher anywhere outside of the classroom. So she actually leaves the smoothie station, a five-year-old me would have thought. She was holding up Zara's attempt at those obnoxious Balenciaga runners, but I didn't see anyone else with her. I can understand why someone would laugh at those shoes, but she was presenting them. Then from behind a coat rack, walked out what looked like a shorter version of Julian Edelman. Probably 5'5", with, from what I could make out, a similar regrettable tattoo on his inner bicep. Oh, and she has a little brother. Weird place to go with them, but who am I to judge? As I thought this, he slapped her on the ass and gone on his tippy toes to give her a kiss on the cheek. Either they have a very special type of relationship, or that was her boyfriend. Considering Julian Edelman looks nothing like Dua Lipa, I figured it was the latter. Part of me was relieved and telling myself that even if I had made more of an effort, it still would have ended in rejection as she was already taken. But it was also deflating, like when I learned that Big Sean was dating Janae Aiko. I think the feelings were more rooted in inferiority, maybe jealousy, the fact that someone was able to connect with her. Maybe she remembered his usual, or when they met, he saw her tattoo of a Ford Raptor on her wrist, and was like, oh, I drive one of those. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been part two of the two-part episode for the installment Love at the Court. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.